Hi, welcome to Ace Chats. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Anna. And this is episode three of series two. Yeah, I think this series is going really nicely. We've got loads of guest speakers on for you. Um, In fact, we're going to be recording our next guest speaker this evening on our Instagram Live. Exactly. So tune in. And if you haven't, if you don't get a chance to tune in, then you'll be able to catch up on our podcast in a couple of weeks from now. Excellent. In the meantime, Char, what's going on? So what's going on? We've had a busy week. The weeks are flying by. I'm pleased because January is normally quite a slow month, isn't it? Yeah. Feels like uh, it goes on and on. But already it's like next Wednesday is the first of February. Yeah. Which is crazy. So we've just got another week left of January to get through and then February to get through. And then the week and then the year just feels a little bit more pleasant. The days are getting longer. Yeah. Aren't you loving the fact that at four thirty it's still light? Yeah, I walked the dogs dogs. yesterday at four thirty, got home close to five thirty and it wasn't pitch black. Which is just you know, it makes such a difference and I hope that it's making a difference for our Transformers or anyone who is out there getting their steps in. Uh, Yeah, definitely. It, It just gives you an extra hour of the day. Um, um, yeah and the out. evening feels shorter I don't know we were talking about this the other week how when the evenings when it's they feel very long because it starts yeah. getting dark at you know 4 35 a couple of weeks ago and you've got the whole evening ahead of you and it feels like you eat dinner and then yeah. you want another dinner and then you want another dinner and yeah so uh, we are heading you know to a better time of year um which is great but um let's Let's just, you know, delve into this week. So if anyone read our newsletter this week, um, we were talking about um, behavioural changes and uh, mindset and how people put up boundaries um, to kind of excuse themselves for doing things. And really, we wanted to have a bit of a chat about, um, you know, different boundaries. And some people have kind of real excuses and other people, you know, they're perceived, they sort of... They, they they think they're there. They for them they're genuine boundaries, and they can't see any other way out. And that's why it's really helpful having coaches like us to sort of work out what are real and what are perceived, yeah. um, and what are just excuses. Um, sometimes excuses aren't really even boundaries, are they? They're just sort of its own entity. But this the the what triggered this uh, conversation was um, a conversation we had with some clients. Um, and the clients were saying, you know, we live, we lead such a busy life. You know, we are manic. We've got kids. We both work full time. Um, so we don't have time to eat healthily, get our steps in, fit in the exercise. And our job as coaches is to break these all down and work out which are real excuses, uh, boundaries, and which are just perceived or you know, like we said, the actual excuses. And also, can we help you see where there are times that you can slot things in or, you know, ways that you can, um, you know, make sure you're prepping food in advance and um, just being a little bit more organised. Now, one thing to say is that we work with, we've worked with, you know, thousands of people now. And it's very rare that we work with someone that isn't really, really busy. It's true. And also, you know, we said this to our clients, like myself and Charlotte, we lead really hectic lives. Um, You know, we we say this all the time. Um, We've got kids. I've got four. Charlotte's got three. We've got dogs. We've got careers. We work 
I, I started at, you know, six o'clock this morning and, you know, we often work well into the evening. Um, our husbands are busy. Our kids have after school activities. There is football. There is netball. There is chess. There is, you know, the list goes on. And I think it's important to know that A, as coaches, we're empathetic. We really do understand it. We're not people looking back, you know, sort of in our young 20s and early 30s without massive um, responsibilities. responsibilities. We are people who are sort of living and breathing it alongside um, you guys. So we really, we are empathetic, but also we've overcome these challenges. And we've also made this way of life become very much part of our lives. You know, we are, we really do live and breathe our kind of ace lifestyle um, in so many ways. And I do believe that, you know, if we can, then, you know, a little bit of help and a little bit of tweaking, really, we can help anybody. Yeah. And the other thing is people always say it's different for you. It's different for you. And I don't know, like, where that comes from. Do they think we're, you know, sort of gifted in the, you know, I'm certainly not genetically gifted. Um, I certainly didn't always love exercise. I certainly do now. But it's not different for us, is it? We are just regular people. Who we really are just regular people. <laughs> we wish I we mean, weren't sometimes. We wish we were a bit more like glossy. Yes, um, but we're not. And um, we have to also, you know, watch what we eat um, if we want to look a certain way. And we um, exercise. And yes, we probably did start to exercise for a better body. But now um, it really is just like I put up yesterday on our stories about it becoming um, you know, it's something I would never, you know, I have to talk myself out of a workout, never have to talk myself into a workout. And talking myself out for a workout would only be if, um, you know, I'm really not feeling well enough. Um, and that probably would be the only reason I would ever not work out because I genuinely love it and I will find the time to squeeze it in, yeah. no matter when. So, yes, that now has become part of our lives and that now isn't easy because, it is a non-negotiable and something I feel like my body craves now. But it doesn't mean that, you know, for us, it's any easier than anybody else. We've just got, we've just already much further along on that journey. Absolutely. Um, so we just want to help you get to that part, this part of the journey where everything feels just it's much more normal. normal and natural and part of your life. And also it's so important for your, if you do have kids, for them to see you living a healthy life. Um, and we don't mean dieting. We don't mean weight loss. We mean, you know, just eating healthy and teaching your family how to eat healthily and, um, you know, learning how to, you know, make the most of your food and make it give you energy and um, exercising. You know, how amazing is it for your kids to see, you know, you lifting weights and being strong and feeling empowered? I know that my kids are really proud of that um, about me. And, you know, so I really we really yeah. do want to help people get to that part. I think the first important thing to point out is, you know, what's made you start on this journey? Um, you know, are, are your excuses going to help you on your journey? So, you know, lots of things that we talk about is, you know, people say, I don't have time to cook. Um, and I, I don't know, would you say that's probably one of the most... Um, yeah, people say, I don't have time to cook healthy food. Yeah, like it takes longer to cook. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Yes, which is, it's, it's also, you know, cooking doesn't have to be complicated. We all know that. Like there are, yes, you can get an Ottolenghi cookbook and <laughs> a million ingredients and it's, and it's off-putting and, you know, the food looks beautiful, but who has that time to, you know, create that recipe? 
However, how you let's, know, well, let's. I would always from scratch cook a proper home cooked meal for my for my kids, for me, for my husband. Um, you know, pretty much every night. Sunday nights often uh, is takeaway night in our house, but otherwise, every other night during the week, whatever it is, they will get proper home cooked food. Yeah. So, and I don't have time to be fussy, but I do have enough time to put together a healthy meal. So, so you know, if you do want to cook, there are just a few extra thoughts that need to go into your day. Okay. So the first thing is I always have loads of chicken in the freezer, for example. So all I need to do when I wake up is do I have the ingredients available to help me along my, you know, journey um, for breakfast, lunch and dinner? Well, this comes down to organisation. Completely. And and somewhat shopping listing and meal planning a little bit. Yeah. Um, And we often say to people, and this is a really great way to save time, is to spend 10 minutes on a Sunday evening and write a rough meal plan for the week, even if it's just dinners. Yeah. Or even if it's just in your head, just think, right, what am I going to make every night this week? And then and then the next thing is to do your shopping list. Yeah. So you've got your plan. Then you go onto your Tesco online and you order everything that you would need so that you are organized and you have it in your house for the week. Yeah. And then it's just a matter of executing. Of, of executing. And I normally make dinner in about a half an hour from, let's say, 5 to 5.30. That's it doesn't take longer. My I time, reckon 20 maybe minutes. Maybe 5.30. Whatever it is, it's a normally a half an hour situation where I've got to just very quickly focus on putting whatever it is together. Yeah. Last night I made a bolognese so, uh, and a, a shepherd's pie. So it was a matter of, you know, getting the potatoes on first then I went for a dog walk. So by the time I got back, all I needed to do was do the meat. Yeah. And then it all came together very quickly. So it's just, again, it's like, how can you break up your time um, and make sure that you are, um, you know, still being able to get everything in? Now, you could say, well, I don't walk in the door till seven o'clock and then I'm expected. So, and at that point, I am hungry. I'm starving. And in those situations, I think it's really good, especially if you've planned in advance, to have some really easy, like, cheats. So let's just say you wanted to make a stir fry. You know, buy the bags. They're fresh vegetables. Go and buy the bags from the supermarket. They add a little bit of money, not much, but they, what you add in money, you save on time. And a stir fry you can make in literally five minutes, especially if your chicken is defrosted or if you're using tofu. Or and if you, really... go, you can also, if you're going to the butcher, you can, the chicken can be cut up already. Yeah, you can pieces, get them in cubes. So Throw it in the uh, in the wok. Um, now a, a real boundary is I'm just going to use myself in the, as an example. We are without a kitchen at the moment, um, so you could say you know you know that's a boundary. That's an actual. That is not a perceived boundary. It is very hard to cook food at yeah. the moment. So I've got my air fryer out, and we're actually doing loads of meals on the air fryer. You know, last night it was chicken and cauliflower and couscous and um, cut-up veg, um, all in the air fryer, which didn't, doesn't take more than 20 minutes. But let's just say I didn't even have an air fryer and I had nothing. You could argue, well, then go for a takeaway. And in fact, not only am I going to go for a takeaway, sod it. Whilst I'm going for a takeaway, whilst conditions are so hard, I'm just going to go for a, you know, a shawarma or a burger but there are so many options nowadays that you don't actually need to go for the you know a takeaway doesn't always need to equate to unhealthy or fattening and you know um we all we get poke bowls all the time from um, sushi haven they've got gorgeous ones which you can have with vegetable bases so you can totally stick to your goals even when you have those 
sort of real, real boundaries. And then they become, well, actually, they are just perceived boundaries, aren't they? After all, yes. if there is a solution, which is really, really nice. Um, let's talk a little bit well, on what uh, we're going to uh, say. No, I was just going to say that um, other boundaries that people put up. So, well, time, definitely. Time, time it's the exercise. A lot of people say to us, oh, I was, don't have time to exercise. exercise. You no, I was going to say, let's move on to exercising steps. Right. Well, then, yeah, let's, let's, let's get straight to it. it. Um, because, again, you know, we, for our program, we get people to do three half an hour workouts a week. It's half an hour, three times a week. It is not asking a lot. That includes the warm up and the cool down pretty much. Yeah. Um, they're follow along videos so you really don't have to think about anything all you need to do is go onto the link you know grab your dumbbells and just get going but I think that the the perceived boundary here is that exercise needs to be long and strenuous exercise needs to be in the gym exercise is not exercise unless you spend an hour doing it and what we're trying to get across is you can do these very short maximum sort of um, what's the word maximum Effort. Effort, short Effort. workouts, and get exactly the same results as spending an hour in the gym, just like taking slightly longer about it, yeah. more recovery, but not actually get any extra um, yeah, volume. Yeah, totally. In. So, what we always would say is for someone who is, you know, putting up that boundary of I don't have time to exercise, I get up at six and I've got four kids, and, and by the time it's the evening, I'm too tired. So what we would always say is, first of all, let's not try and do all three right at the beginning. Let's try and find one half hour slot. Yeah. And usually at the weekend. Um, and, you know, Sunday morning when everyone's a bit more chilled, your kids possibly watching TV and um, a bit more relaxed, you know, either get them involved if you know they want to or just go into another room and give it a try and see how it makes you feel. And, and see if you can make that once a week, right, the, you know, for the first few weeks are non-negotiable. And then once you start seeing that actually, you know what you're going to need to wear, you know how long it's going to take you to do the workout, to shower and to be dressed again. Mm. Um, you know, then you can start having a look in your diary. Well, actually, lunch times, you know, might be a good time because you might have a break at work. You might have, if you're working from home, you might have a child that's sleeping. And you might have 45 minutes that you can get a workout in a quick shower and be back at your desk within, you know, within the yeah. hour. And, and one step further, you know, if you can even get those, um, lay your workout gear on the bed at night so that when you wake up, it's there staring at you in the face because it's so easy to put things off. Even if you plan them, it's easy to put things off. Um, or if you work from home, you know, get your gear in, get on first thing in the morning. It's one extra step having to change. Get your clothes on take your equipment out and make sure it's right there with you, you know, all day. And um, the other thing I notice is that people are sometimes scared just to get going. And it's like, um, it's a bit like you said, with your run, you, um, yeah. you know, I was, we, we just had a workout and I, I hate lunges. I really hate lunges. And I said to Charlotte and Glenn, who I was working out with, do you have any exercises you hate? Um, Glenn had his bicep curls. You said you didn't, but you understood because... Because when I, I run every Sunday and I when I'm actually running, I actually quite enjoy it. I like the time. I like the headspace. I like how it makes me feel. But before the run, <laughs> I have gone through every single excuse in my head why I shouldn't go for a run. It's so interesting because I will always go and I will always do it because I know that I will beat myself up if I don't do it. Yeah. But 
if you I also know the outcome, and you know I know that I'm going to feel great, and I do. I'm I'm someone like my husband runs quite often, and he actually doesn't get the endorphins from running, and I just find it's like unbelievable that he still goes and does it, um, because it is one of the major. I get such a high from running, um, that that's what one of the main reasons why I keep going back for more. Um, but I still every week have this, you know, if you've heard the monologue that goes on in my head about why I shouldn't run, <laughs> you know, oh, I might slip and then I'll injure myself and then I won't have, you know, then I'll be able to work out the rest of the week and then, you know, I won't be able to walk around with my clients and, you know, like all the things that play in your head. And it's too cold and it's actually a bit dark. And... Yes, and what if I'm not feeling fit this week and what if someone sees me and they think, oh, she doesn't look very fit, <laughs> but she's shaming she me. <laughs> All of these things that go through my head before I go for a run. And then once I go for a run, I'm out there and I'm enjoying it and it's fine. So, you know, sometimes you do really have to try and um, fight with that voice in your head. You really do. You have to, you know, and and you really, we really want you to get to a point where it does become that feeling of, um, you know, you've got to talk yourself out of the exercise. It's it's really interesting because we often have to remind people who have signed up for for our services that they've signed up for our services. Yes, we haven't we haven't come knocking on your door We're saying you have to sign you. up to Ace Transport. We're just giving you the ingredients to help you live a better, healthier lifestyle. And sometimes they make us feel better, don't we? Don't yes, they? Yes, and we often and our one we always give a Friday message. Um, we do like a video voice message, and we always um, you know one of our chats every now and then it's like a little pep talk is you know remember that you are choosing to change your life this is your your you know you have decided that something doesn't feel right and you want to feel better about yourself whatever it is um and so you are the one that has to make the changes they don't just you know we you can't give it to us and then it just happens like you're the one that has to, you know, make sure that you're exercising, make sure that you're eating a little less than you were before if you want to lose weight. Make sure that you're getting out for those walks because the 10,000 steps don't just appear themselves. And we're going to talk about those um, boundaries in a minute. Um, but a, a real boundary with exercise is things like an injury. Um, but again, it's never, there's never an injury where you can't do anything. They're so rare that we can't work around them. I had a new client start this week. She has had a knee replacement on her left and her right knee is bothering her. She knows she has to have it done. Um, and I wanted to see her mobility. I wanted to see how she moves. I wanted to see what aggravated it, what triggered it. And, you know, it turns out squats were out the question. Lunges seemed to be okay. And and she was all concerned that she was we weren't going to be able to create a session. And I'm like, what are you talking about? As personal trainers, this is just a jigsaw puzzle. We know the muscle groups we want to exercise. We know which way you can move. And it's just about us being creative about moving them. You know, we're going to focus on, you know, I'm going to get ankle weights on her. We're going to be doing glute bridges donkey kicks we're going to be doing wall sits and all sorts that just don't include the squatting um but it was really interesting just what you were saying you know how how when people sign up to the program it's 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 not it's not our I mean it is our responsibility but it's you know you've chosen to do it um and I was having a chat over the weekend with a friend who um you know who has a similar journey she's been on a weight loss journey and um she was she used this expression which I really loved and it was choose your heart so it's hard losing weight. It's hard exercising. It's hard um, cooking from scratch. It's also hard being overweight. 
it's going to hurt your knees, your cardiovascular health, your, you know, you might end up with heart disease with other diseases. You know, choose your heart. There's no, there's no easy because ultimately, if you go down the easy route, you're going to end up, you know, in that hard, essentially. And I thought that was really, really nice. Um, Because if you're going to put in the hard work anyway, you might as well put in the hard work, feel better, look better, be healthier for it than the opposite route. Um, Steps. Let's talk about steps. So steps are, again, something that obviously um, we get people to do on our programme. So one of our um, things for the programme to help people get healthier, lose weight, um, etc., is to move more daily. Um, we've spoken about NEAT, the non-exercise activity thermogenesis, um, a lot. So I'm not going to delve into that right now. Um, but basically, the more you, the less you're sitting behind a desk and the more you're moving, the more calories you are kind of burning as a, yeah. on a daily. And so we gave the number of 10,000, not because it's a magic number. Um, it is quite a well-known number. A lot of people talk about 10,000 steps a day. And the reason why this is, is that it is... It's not the hardest to get, but it is still a bit of a challenge. And obviously, for some people, it will be more of a challenge. People who drive to work, who sit behind a desk all day, who drive home from work, um, might only get 1,000 to 2,000 steps a day. So trying to get 10,000 steps for them is a big jump. And yes, they are going to have to plan um, their day around trying to get yeah, it's going to be an effort. It's not just going to happen just by sitting back and doing nothing. And for some people, you know, 10,000 steps is is not even, uh, you know, it's a breeze. And they really can be focusing on trying to get 12,500 to 15,000 yeah. steps because actually it's not really a challenge for them. It's, uh, because they're on their feet running around after kids, um, you know, commuting to work, whatever it is. It's just much easier. Do you know, one of our clients, um, Catherine, if you're listening, I hope you are, you were telling us about her new, your new watch. I think it was the Garmin. Yeah. Um, and it's got a lovely feature where it encourages you to get 10% more steps every day. So that's really nice because that's a goal that's actually um, manageable. Um, and and very much personalised. It's personalised and it's something that you can work towards. Um, and it's something that if you continue working towards it, you'll okay. eventually get to that 10,000 step mark. Yeah. So I really like that idea. Yeah, that is clever. But again, we do a very similar thing in terms of, you know, at the beginning, we used to be very much like, you have to get 10,000 steps a day. And actually, if that is a, you know, a reason, if people aren't getting their 10,000 steps and then feeling like they've failed, we don't want that. We yeah. don't want people to feel like they're failing. So we need to have a look um, at what they can do in their day. And again, if you are someone that is, averaging 2,000 steps a day currently, then maybe you only need to be aiming for 5,000 at the beginning. You know, let's get you to 5,000 steps a day. Let's see if you can build in two 10-minute walks a day around your, you know, and then then from 5,000, then you can start thinking about getting to 7,500, you know, and then from there, 10,000 doesn't seem to be such a huge thing. Um, But would you say these are perceived boundaries because time is quite you know sometimes we are we are quite lucky in that we work for ourselves yeah and we don't work in an office we work from home and I very much fit my walks and especially um, with Buzz my dog our walks around my clients around when we're working together around the kids around you know all sorts of things so we are lucky in that respect we work many hours of the day but we're not bound by someone telling us you know um, that they they have to sit at their desk from you know yeah. nine, nine yeah. to five or whatever it is, 
Um, so I think that for some people, there, it will be an actual obstacle. Yeah, yeah. Because they are in a position where, you know, they can't leave their desk. It's very difficult. But what I would say to those people is that everybody is allowed a lunch break. Right? Everyone, so. everyone. <laughs> I don't know if it's allowed. Be... I think let's just say you're a busy lawyer and you're caught meeting after meeting. You, you often, I mean, I get home and find Danny will say to me, I haven't stopped since nine o'clock this morning. Um, but, you know, things you can do is possibly take calls with an earpiece, standing up, walking, moving yeah, around. Maybe, maybe discussing with work if you could get a, uh, a standing desk yeah. or even a treadmill desk if you've got a very high powered job. Oh, even if you don't. <laughs> um, but even a standing desk will make you yeah. walk around more and be on your feet more. And um, other things I was just going to say is, let's say you do have the school run or you are running to the shops, just parking that little bit further away, um, add steps. It really, really does. Every time you make a decision, a well thought out decision, um, or the one we always use is, um, you know, when you've got someone upstairs or can you yeah, say yeah. to a kid, can you just run upstairs and get my jacket or something like that? Just rather than that, just do it yourself. And although you're only adding 30 seconds of but also, if you're working in an office, a really good thing we always say is yeah. use a toilet other than yes. the floor. And drink loads of water. Because so no you one needs to stop you from going to the toilet, <laughs> right? So if you're not allowed a lunch break, <laughs> which, you know, it's if we were not allowed. I know, I know. But if you feel like you can't take a lunch break or you don't, you honestly you're don't have time for a lunch desk. break, um, then think about taking, you know, where, if you're in a big building, well, you know, where's the furthest away toilet? Um, yeah. where's the furthest place to go and make a coffee? Um, and can I take a lap around, you know, yeah. the office a couple of times whilst on the phone to someone or, or walk yeah. with a colleague around um, the office a few times up and down stairs, try and take stairs instead of escalators. Definitely. And another really good uh, way to get steps in is if you commute to the office, see if you can walk to the train station, park a little further away from the train station, uh, to or, get off uh, yeah, a get stop off. early. And I have to say that when I get to the end of my day, let's just say about five o'clock and I'm starting to think about what I'm going to make for supper, etc., And I look at my watch and I've barely done any. It is really daunting how I'm going to get to my goal. But if I start the day on a walk and by you know yeah. 10 o'clock I'm on seven eight thousand steps I feel I'm on a bit of a high actually and I'm like check me out I wonder how many I could do so think about if that is you um getting the majority of your steps in early in the morning I promise you once the weather improves yeah, and, uh, say, when it's lighter, and a bit might, lighter yeah, you might be able to get yourself up half an hour earlier and just go for a 20 minute walk before you yeah. yeah, do anything. Else. So I think probably steps is a combination of, um, you know, perceived and actual just, uh, well, real boundaries and, uh, you know, not just excuses. Yeah, but we are sure that you can find um, little snippets in the day, whether it's 10 minutes, you know, going around the block, um, going for a walk with someone after dinner. I think that's one of the nicest things you can do is walk after dinner. Most people, not, are, cold. not this time of year, maybe, but actually, you know, when you go out on a Friday night yeah. um, and you walk home after dinner, you feel so much um, like your food's digested a bit more. You don't feel so bore. And actually, I think it's a really great, um, it's great to go for a walk after a meal. So if you've got kids that are able to be home on their own for half an hour and you can get your husband or wife yeah. to come for a walk with you for half an hour, I think it's a really nice time to catch up on the day, have a bit of time without yeah. your kids um, and obviously get some 
incidentally, because um, obviously we know a, a big range of you listen, um, you know, we have teenagers, so that's where it is a bit different. We can leave the house without worrying about babysitters. Yeah. Um, we don't have little kids to chase after. Um, so I know it can feel when you're in that stage, you know, it is just, yeah. it feels but all again, consuming. If your husband's home yeah. or wife's home and you can get Divide a mate. and conquer, exactly. You can get a mate to go for a quick walk with you as I well. I know, but even use your husband on Sunday mornings to keep the kids busy yeah. so you can get your work out in. You know, what do they say? Um, set, uh, what's the expression? Divide it's, and... Divide and No, it's just about um, being the best form of self-care. Um, sort of well-being, wellness, looking after yourself is the best form of self-care and everyone will benefit we're talking your kids your husband yeah, your, your, your family um your work will improve everything improves if you um, yeah but it's all that idea of if you're um you know feeling grumpy you'll notice your whole family are grumpy after you whereas true. someone will a, always set the tune yeah, yeah, set yeah. The tone if you're in, the in a, if you're feeling light and airy then everybody else will feel light and airy I, I always noticed that from when my kids were younger when I used to be a little bit more um I think hormonal is yes. the word I would go for and my kids used to drive me absolutely mad as soon as I started getting like irritable yeah then the moaning starts and yeah. everybody's moaning yeah. and tantruming and you know yeah the air Fort. is yep so uh think about that as well so the other thing we wanted to discuss is also kind of um having realistic expectations and again we talk about this all the time um especially on the groups um, but thought that this was uh, somewhat related to the topic. So what do I mean by unrealistic expectations? So, Anna? I don't know. We, we Sometimes people say to us, I'd like to get back to my the weight I was when I got married, or I'd like to get back to the weight I was, um, you know, when I was 16, or I want to get into this pair of jeans that, you know, that I haven't been in for 20 years. Um, and... You know, we help people as much as we can. But the idea is, you know, when do you stop? When do you realize you're not going to be able to fit into those jeans from 20 years ago? When can you be complacent and happy with yourself, knowing that you didn't reach your goal? You know, was your goal even realistic? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, um, we were discussing this just before about a client. Um, Yes, I think that, you know, for some people, like, listen, we've all got pre destined body shapes I mean we are all determined by our genetics Um, some people are you know exceedingly lucky in terms of genetics and they are don't hold a lot of fat they have naturally a high muscle mass they look toned and lean without really having to do much for it whereas others um, you know have to work hard for it Um, some people hold fat around their bums some people hold fat around their tummies we all have different areas where you know um, your um help me out I can't yes you just can't um what's the word I'm looking for I don't know um it's predisposed pre I can't think of the word I'm sorry I'm having complete mind blank here um but there'll be areas of your body where the fat just doesn't really want to go and it and it can go if you work super 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 hard if you diet really really low calories and get and keep going and keep going and keep going you can and you might be able to get there but you know at what, what cost at what cost exactly and and really what we what i'm trying to say here is it's looking at the overall health you know overall health isn't just about looking a certain way it is about being you know happy in yourself 
It is about being able to go out uh, socially and have fun with your friends without having to think about, you know, you know, if I eat this, then I'm not going to be able to reach my goal. It is about, you know, also accepting that, you know, we are who we are. We can't make ourselves anybody else. We can, and we can only do the best with what we've got. So, you know, I really, we really want people to learn um, that there is, you know, there, like understand yourself, know yourself, know, look at your body, understand where you lose weight first from, because the place that you lose weight first from is the place where you are going to continue to probably lose weight from until you get to a certain point where um, you've lost basically all that fat and then Charlotte's, it starts Charlotte's pointing at her boobs fat. guys Charlotte's no pointing at left. her boobs I've got no <laughs> boobs left but that's because for me so I'll talk about myself here my figure is very much I've got a very slim upper body and then I have got I mean I'm by no means fat and I'm very aware of that but I have hips and I haven't and I have an ass um and that is where I seem to put on weight when I put on weight and when I lose weight I lose weight first from my upper body where I don't really need to lose weight from. And and yes, eventually it does come off from my hips and my bum, but it just takes that little bit longer. And to really, really get to that really, really skinny place that, you know, I'm not that desperate to get to. Um, but, you know, every now and then if I'm getting into bikini, I might want to feel a bit slimmer or whatever. Um, I know that there is only a certain place I can get to because after that it it, it just becomes too hard. And then it becomes miserable. And who wants to live that kind but of even life? Even getting to that place becomes quite all-consuming. Um, and however much you hope not to sort of become a little bit self-obsessed, you do, don't you? You totally absorbs you in a way that living a healthy lifestyle. Yes. All and also, you does. are a very different judge of your body than other people yeah. are. You know, like you perceive, you look at you know if you are to look at yourself in the mirror in your underwear what are you going to look at you're going to look at the areas you don't like you Absolutely. are not going to stand there again. and look as a whole Ooh, look at my abs and Ooh, look at my yeah but the majority of people you will go Ugh, you know I've still got a bottom and I've still got this I know but people people aren't judging you you know I saw a um a video recently um from someone saying you know life's too busy everyone is so busy in their own grind and their own hustle to even notice all the things that you are worried about by yourself and I don't know if you've look if you're very body conscious you'll sit around a pool and and, you know sort of uh, look at everyone's bodies and sort of really criticize and notice you know but the majority of people don't the majority of people can just get on with it and I think it's a really unhealthy place to be where you're constantly obsessing over your appearances and don't get me wrong you know you're entitled to look any way you want but there's such a happier place when you have some element of body acceptance and you can just live and not necessarily be at your goal but close enough to your goal yeah. that actually but you look good you and feel it's sustainable good sustainable and it isn't and it's taking over your life in an unpleasant way. yeah and i think that also understanding that you know every now and then you can have a a bad, not a bad weekend, but a blowout weekend where, you know, food is just going to be harder than, um, you know, your, your average week. And if you can understand that, yes, there might be a little tiny bit of weight gain, the scales might fluctuate a little bit because, you know, you're carrying a bit more water weight. But in a few days, everything will go back to normal because you're eating yeah, back to normal. You, you just, and if you can understand that in your head and not get freaked out by that, uh, 
anyway, I feel like we're going on a little but, bit. But just tangent. back to that is actually not missing out on life because you're so obsessed about your goal. Yeah. You know, we don't want you to miss out on your life. If you go on holiday and if you're going on holiday with your family, we want you to be able to have an ice cream day with them. We don't want you, you know, being so obsessed about it that, you know, you probably miss out because... You know, when you get to the end of your life, you know, you don't want to look back and think, oh, I wish I'd. You want to live to your max. You really, really do. Yeah. So really what we're trying to say here is that we want you to be able to um, find a happy place where it might not be your thinnest place. It might not have been the goal that you had in mind, but actually you feel good. You're looking good in your clothes. You're healthy. You're in a healthier position. Um, you're getting stronger, you're getting fitter. Um, you know, all those things are so much more important yeah. than that number on the scale. Um, but let's just like to finish off, let's just go Summarize. back to um, kind of the, the boundaries yeah. and, and this behavior change, because that's really what this uh, podcast was about today. So, you know, there are some people that will have actual real boundaries. But let's, you know, have a think about those boundaries. You know, if you are someone that really wants to change some things in your life, um, take a notebook and write down some of those boundaries that you feel are kind of getting in your way to stop you from changing. Mm -hmm. And then have a think about what we've said today. Have a think about actually, you know, are they real, real boundaries? Or are they solutions? Or are they they excuses Mm -hmm. that are actually stopping you from you know, making these changes. And then let's come up with the solutions. And if you want some help, if you need, want to chat through anything with us, if you want to just send us a message, um, just with a question, you know, we are more than happy to help you um, and see if we can, you know, come up with some solutions for some of these problems. And in the meantime, I just want to remind you that our next Ace Transform group starts on the 6th of Feb. Um, it's our 12-week transformation program. We call it a 12-week, but it's a it's for life, essentially, because we give you the tools and the tricks and the behavioral changes and, the, and everything you need. Go on, what are you going to say? You can also do it for eight weeks. You can also do it for eight weeks. So we start on the 6th of Feb. Um, we're taking orders now, so we are open for bookings. And you get uh, myself and Charlotte and Lucia as your coaches. Um, there are huge advantages to being part of a group coaching, uh, partly the sort of um, accountability, the support, the group support, the competition element, the camaraderie. The camaraderie. That's what we love that word. I need to add to my. Oh, and and I just spilt water. A whole cup of water. Um, <laughs> do you want to finish off the podcast? I'm going to finish off the podcast. Um, so yes, so um, Ace Transform starting next, not next, next Monday. No, Monday, Monday the sixth. So a Monday a week, um, and um, we'd love to uh, welcome you on board. So that's no. Um, In the meantime, I am going to finish us off here with, um, if you have enjoyed this podcast, um, please do um, like it, rate it, share it, subscribe, review it. Did I say that? No? Rate it, review it, subscribe to it, all the things. All the things that can help us, um, you know, grow. And, um, you know, if, if you have anyone in mind that you think might benefit from our services, then please do pass that on to them. Um, hope that you have a lovely week and you will be hearing from us again next Wednesday. Bye.